Interesting from what Dominic Cummings had to say, and we'll talk about them. Uh, we've done the same now with Jill Rutter, Senior Research Fellow at UK in a Changing Europe, who's worked in Whitehall and in Number 10 as a senior civil servant, to think about what we learned today about the workings of government. And here's the first clip that Jill wanted to talk about. Dominic Cummings discussing what he saw as shortcomings of those inside the government uh, leading the response to the pandemic. I think that the Secretary of State for Health should have been fired for at least 15, 20 things, including lying to everybody in multiple occasions, in meeting after meeting in the, in the cabinet room and publicly. I think there's no doubt at all that many senior people um, performed far, far disastrously below the standards which the country has a right to expect. I think that the Secretary of State for Health is certainly one of those people. I said repeatedly to the Prime Minister that he should be fired. Jill, welcome back to the programme. Why did you want to talk about that clip? Because I think it goes to the heart of how our government runs. The Prime Minister appoints his cabinet. He has to assume he can trust the cabinet members that he's appointed to provide him with information. In number 10, you sometimes feel it's quite difficult to get decent information out of departments. Um, but to think, and for your senior advice to think that a Secretary of State is... Uh, systematically and consistently lying to the Prime Minister about what is going on and can't be trusted is an amazing charge. We can only assume that Boris Johnson didn't share Dominic Cummings' view because he kept my Hancock in post, but uh, it goes to the heart of Cabinet government. It's a, an established fact now that Boris Johnson did not attend several COBRA meetings at the start of this crisis, but Dominic Cummings had some uh, light to shed on that. He claimed that several people within Downing Street wanted to keep Boris Johnson away from the meetings. In, in February, the Prime Minister regarded this as um, just uh, a scare story. He, he, regarded, he described it as the new swine flu. Did you tell him it wasn't? Certainly. But the view of various officials inside Number 10 was um, if we have the Prime Minister chair in Cobra meetings and he just tells everyone it's swine flu, don't worry about it, I'm going to get Chris Whitty to inject me live on TV with coronavirus so everyone realises it's nothing to be frightened of, that would, be, that would not help actually serious planning. What did you make of that? Did they not have a whiff of, uh, remember those reports that early in the Trump presidency, they, they tried to whip pieces of paper off his desk for fear he might take action on them? I know, it's, it's really interesting. Normally in Whitehall, you assume Prime Ministerial attendance is a signal that something is really important. There's been all these questions about was the fact that Boris Johnson didn't attend those meetings, did that show that he was just a bit too lazy, a bit too casual and a bit of complacency in Whitehall? The idea that actually the people in number 10, and this is one of the themes from Cummings' evidence, one of the, the people in number 10 thought the Prime Minister could be a positive menace if he went, is really, really worrying and concerning. Um, because normally the Prime Minister chairs COBRA, that's a signal to the whole system that this thing needs to go to the top of your agenda. So we wondered why he didn't go, but this puts a very different gloss on the fact that the Prime Minister was otherwise preoccupied um, uh, on his holiday at evening and just, uh, just missing meetings. Now suggests people thought actually he would be counterproductive as you say that would give uh, open the way to the britain trump charge i think now on the 12th of march this was 11 days before the lockdown was announced the first lockdown as we now know it uh, dominic cummings described uh, what was going on behind the scenes on the 12th 
That day, the Times had run a huge story about the Prime Minister and his girlfriend and their dog. And the Prime Minister's girlfriend was going completely crackers about this story and demanding that the press office deal with that. So we had this sort of completely insane situation in which part of the building was saying, are we going to bomb Iraq? Part of the building was arguing about whether or not we're going to do quarantine or not do quarantine. The Prime Minister has his girlfriend going crackers about something completely trivial. What did you think of that? So that's just another day in number 10, but another day in number 10 on steroids, if you like. You know, you always have to deal with multiple issues ranging from a global crisis to the ultra personal. And what intrigued me was so many people were going, it can't really be like that. But actually, it is. That's what running government's like. So good to hear from you, as always. Jill Rutter, Senior Research Fellow at UK in a Changing Europe.